Hello and welcome to the Mixed Panimals Silver Lining Podcast, where we deep dive different aspects of getting the most of your data, unpacking how to implement your data and what you do with your data once you've got it. Please join me and all of our special guests each week for unpacking something new and getting more data informed. Today, we're joined with Implementation Manager Giovanna, who is going to help us understand a little bit more about like the early, early, early phases of getting your data schema put together, why that's important, and how getting organized from the jump serves to be a crucial part in your long-term data analytics strategy. for joining me today how are you doing of course um i'm doing well how are you (laughs) i'm so glad the app worked for you for people keeping track at home it's been a journey for us Uh, we have a very low budget to make these sort of productions for your entertainment and it's just been it's been a lot of really really exercising just how much of millennials and not gen z types we are in flexing our technological prowess. So, so huge props to Giovanna for getting on and getting getting psyched to have this chat today. Um, whew. I'm excited. Are you excited? Yes, very much so. <laughs> cool. Well, so um, just like, you know, for the next 20 minutes, we'll kind of be chatting about what makes a solid implementation and kind of unpacking that as a buzzword because it's it's kind of up there with you know pivot and circle back and all of the other double click type of classic uh (laughs) tech jargons these days like i kind of want to i kind of want to put it up there with like the bitcoin etc of the world yeah (laughs) <laughs> no one knows what it means, but it gets the people going. Um, so we'll talk about implementation and that. Uh, yeah, and all of Giovanna's expertise. So you actually have like a, a history um, with, with and a lot of experience with being like really involved in implementing software and, and uh, like, you know, building solutions from the jump for customers. Do you want to kind of like start there with kind of like where <laughs> where it is you come from? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think this by now it's definitely more common, I think, but we've seen, you know, even customer success as a whole, right, um, kind of come about with the introduction of SaaS and really having a need for a dedicated team to focus on making customers successful. So back in the day, you would just sell software and then the customers would have to figure it out on their own. So now you have a fully dedicated customer success team. And then shortly after that, they realized, we realized that in some instances, it was um, better suited to have Um, a dedicated team who would focus on those first stages of customer onboarding. So right after uh, sales close, um, they would come over to the implementation team. So we've seen variations of this. Um, You know, we've seen 
um, services consultants, implementation consultants, um, implementation managers um, quite often. And, and so they can vary from company to company, but really the idea is um, you're that first line of um, in a post-sales world um, and introdu introducing the customer to that customer success um, team and, and, and world and again, just really laying those foundations of implementing the tool and making sure that the customer is set up for success. Yeah, absolutely. So always making sure the customer is successful, right? But I think like kind of what you're really pointing at is it's like at the very beginning, like really building a strong foundation so that the software down the road, be it a SaaS or like a traditional, you know, whatever it is on your desktop, like works. Um, seamlessly from the beginning so that people, users are getting value out of it like right away. And there aren't any, like there's no technical hurdle in their way from them receiving perfect value out of the, the product. Absolutely. And I would say, you know, in a lot of cases, if not all of them, really the idea of implementation is making sure that the product, you know, that the customer purchased is aligned with um, their business goals. Mm. So a lot of the work that goes into implementation is discovery, right? So understanding um, the customer's needs, their business um, goals, requirements, objectives, and so on. So in at Mixpanel specifically, in our case, um, what I do is really help understand and often, you know, define the analytic strategy that matches with the customers, with our customers' business goals and objectives, and then translate those into, you know, the events and properties that they'll end up bringing into Mixpanel. So essentially, we want to make sure that our product Mixpanel is configured in a way that actually reflects um, the the analytics um, strategy that we defined with the customer, which at the end of the day, hopefully reflects their business goals and objectives. Cool. That makes that makes sense to me. So yeah, I think just every time coming back to how are how are we aligned with the customer? Like, do we know exactly what it is the customer expectation is of us and and the product we're serving up, and and like how can we make good on that? Like so. I mean, really, it's just like another good instance of over-communicating, um, you know, deliverables, what's going to have, like what your, what your purpose is, and, and then marrying that up to like the purpose of the customer. Exactly. Isn't it? Exactly. Isn't it so funny how like the customer, <laughs> the customer is always first. Like there's not, I don't think there's a single role of any person I've ever talked to that's like, we wish we weren't listening to the customer more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. So I guess with like the definition of implementation kind of out of the way, the second, like we hear about implementation generally a lot, but then I feel like a lot of conversations and, you know, postmortems, uh, save plans, a lot of time and energy is spent on bad implementation. Do you have, I don't know, like even maybe like diving a little bit more granularly into defining implementation, can you sort them into good versus bad or like maybe like, I don't know, actionable things you've done to set up a good implementation or seen neglected that would create a bad implementation? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I think before I even go into that, I think one of the, the things that, you know, essentially instead of just defining whether an implementation is good or bad for the sake of, you know, 
assigning it something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to understand why we don't want the bad implementations, right? Or I'd say, you know, a problematic totally. or poor implementation. And I think specifically in, in mixed panels um, case is that we can see that, you know, with poor implementation, you can lead to missing data, um, inaccurate data. So essentially, you know, I, I've even heard some people would argue that um, having incorrect and inaccurate data is bad, is worse than having no data at all. Right? I because would absolutely I'm, agree. Yeah, because you're right? making because decisions off of this. Exactly. So like if I'm, if I'm seeing that like 80% more of my customers are females than males, like I'm going to I'm gonna pivot my marketing so that like I'm, I'm pulling in more males or catering to those females. But like that's if that's right. incorrect, I'm probably doing myself way more of a disservice than if I just like assume nothing about, you know, exactly. the customer yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah. In that scenario, you would, you would rather be neutral than do something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... And at the end of the day, right, that's why, like, we want to, that's why customers want to, to track their data, right? So the the first level, and you can think of it as, you know, on a, a maturity scale, you want to start um, tracking your data in order to analyze and understand what's happening. So in a very descriptive manner. And then from there, you want to get to the point where you're actually being um, prescri- prescriptive, right? You're actually um, deriving insights and um and um, making those um, inferrals, like you know, from the data, as opposed to just understanding what's going on. So that's um, that's the goal. So then, going back to what you know, good implementations versus um, poor implementations might look like um, on, on the better implementation side. Some of those details and and thinking about, you know, at a macro level, I would say one of the key things is really taking the time to plan the implementation process. So So important. Yes. It's extremely important. And we see this happen sometimes at Mixpanel. I've definitely seen it happen quite frequently before Mm -hmm. where, you know, customers are excited and we understand this. They just purchased some, you know, new software. They're excited to get started. But, um, you know, so they don't really want to take the time to go through the planning. And that's honestly, to me, one of the most important phases. So you can, I like to use this analogy of building a house, right? If you're building a house, you're going to need um, an architectural plan. You're not just going to go in and start putting bricks down, right? Um, You actually need someone who's going to design it and define it and then plot it out and put it on, you know, a a timeline and figure out what goes first, what the um, uh, dependencies are, what the risks are, things like that. So, really taking the time to get input from all of the the teams involved to make sure that you understand the goals and the metrics. So really bringing in, you know, um, specifically for, you know, product analytics, bringing in uh, the teams involved. So the product team, sales team, a marketing team, whoever's going to be touching. Everybody using the data. Yeah. Exactly. To Which make is sure really everybody. Like everybody could use more information about what their product is doing and how their users are using the product. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at a macro scale, you know, the, that would be to me a key, um, one of the key definitions of a good implementation mm-hmm. is having taken the time to go through the planning. And then on the micro level, I would say specifically for, you know, in, in mixed panels case, mixed panel case, I would say 
making sure that your analytics strategy is not, you know, that you don't just throw a wide net to kind of cover everything. Amen, sister. Right. Yeah. And build that into your plan. Like that is what your planning time is for is to like drill into exactly what you want. You know, like, do we want page views? Do we want purchases? Do I want monthly active users? Is NPS super important to me? Like all of those things. Ugh. You yeah. are, you are hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's really, you know, that that's the idea is you want to make sure that you're, you're not being too, too deep, um, with your, with your data, but you're also not being too narrow. Right. And so mm -hmm. really taking the time to kind of understand and look back. So one of the exercises that we do here as implementation managers, um, at Mixpanel is to try and map um, what you're bringing into Mixpanel and what you're tracking to a specific KPI or, you know, to something that eventually affects a KPI. So mm. if you're just- And you do that, do you do that for like re-implementations or do you do that, like when yeah. would a customer have data coming in? Cause like to me, like basically <laughs> based on what you said, that kind of sounds backwards. Like I would imagine that you have your KPIs and then decide your data. Yes. So like yeah, that's, what that's is the circumstance? Yeah, that yeah. you're you're kind of describing. Um, so so you're absolutely right. So okay. Okay. <laughs> ideally in a perfect world scenario, you know, you would take the time to go through your your planning first and and identify your business goals, mm. KPIs. And then from there, um, make sure that your your tracking um, reflects those. So I guess that would be, you know, sort of a, a little flag right there. If you have gotcha. items that are coming in or that you're tracking or that you want to track and you're not sure why or you can't answer that question, right? What yeah, like it doesn't do map you, back to your KPI or like what you're measuring. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you have a specific metric that, you know, if you ask yourself what um, what key metric is this um affecting or referring to and you're not able to answer that question um that's you know a clear indicator right there. it probably doesn't need to be there right or exactly. vice versa if you have a kpi like back to that like male versus female kind of thing like we want we want to drive up male subscriptions but nowhere mm -hmm. in my tracking am i you know am i pulling in anything about like male versus female like purchasers in my product right like that's that's equally a red flag, like in the in the opposite direction. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, and and I think that's again, you know, I've seen this happen before, where just the simple task of going through this exercise gets teams thinking, you know, about things that they potentially didn't think of before. So, again, it, that's why you know it's so important to really take the time to go through the planning phase, like really identifying your KPIs, mm -hmm. and then from there mapping what your um what your events properties would be to make sure that they reflect those business goals accurately um can i ask what like when you're mapping like what does it look like are you using like a very fancy tool to like do all of this pers event tracking prescription work yeah that's a great question so here at mixed panel we use um what we call a tracking plan, which is essentially based on, you know, um, Excel format. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm getting. Yeah, no, it's an Excel sheet. It's not fancy. It's so it's easy. Very, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rudimentary. And, yeah, there's no reason to overthink it, but it's so powerful. Add as well is that we actually have this, you know, available as a resource um, 
on our help center, I believe, where, mm-hmm. you know, for everyone yeah. from, from different industries where everybody can just kind of see what that would look like and, and map out to to different customers. Absolutely. Great call out. There's there are, I think, four or five different verticals that are laid out as example tracking plans. So and they're just Google Sheets that are available to look at and, and pull inspiration from. Yeah. Definitely. And then, you know, so we're talking about the concept of good implementations and more problematic ones. And so Mm -hmm. I would say on on the problematic side, one thing would, you know, the the inverse is true, right? So you can assume that by having no planning at all, um, you're probably going to end with essentially either um, not tracking the right data or collecting too much data, not having the right um, quantitative goals, um, potentially not having, you know, time-bound um, KPIs as well. So Ooh, you can, you yeah. can see, right, so the, the inverse of that. And then something else I would add, which is something that we can see is on, you know, the, the problematic implementation side, I would mm-hmm. say is having just simple lack of documentation and, you know, data um, hygiene, if you will. Okay. So essentially, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of this, and, and it's I, not necessarily um, exclusive to data analytics and, and to mixed panel, but you can imagine, you know, with every team, there's a certain amount of tribal knowledge that goes on um, and that, you know, if teams move around, um, that knowledge gets lost, right, in that mm-hmm. process. So, right. Um, you can take that same approach with Mixpanel, and you can imagine, you know, with data coming in and, and tracking everything, if you don't go through that process of clearly documenting what is what, what is triggering certain events um, for being tracked, uh, what they reflect. Um, and again, you, you can also start to, especially if you're, you know, in a situation where you're tracking too much, if you're if you're already running into some of those issues from not mm-hmm. having enough planning, and then you add to that um, already, you know, to that issue already, um, a, a not very clean um, and organized, um, you know, let's say if there's no specific naming convention and a, a, a tracking plan that's kind of just all over the place, then you can imagine, you know, that's not going to transfer very well um, in cases where you do need, you know, um, to introduce new team members or kind mm-hmm. of onboard, on. like, or even just collaborate, even like, exactly. right? Cause just, you're... Even just add someone or introduce new team members. They're exactly. not going to really understand, especially if they weren't part of that initial onboarding implementation process. 100%. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a clue what they're looking at, right? Right. So having clean, um, data, I would say, you know, um, the opposite of that, having, you know, messy, um, hard to read, hard to understand, um, different nominations. What would be an example of what's hard to read? Um, I'd say a couple of things. So one, just very straight to the point, you know, visually. So if you have uh-huh. a combination of all caps, all lower caps, underscores, dashes, when you, you know, quickly take a look at something and you see a bunch of different um, formats that can yeah. be very hard to, to read. And then okay. on the second, um, just the definition of that or description of that, I would say, is um, the actual verbiage, right, and the actual wording of um, the of 
um, of the event. Mm-hmm. So you can take, for example, um, when someone watches a video or they play a video, let's say, you know, it's some sort of um, video watching software. Uh-huh. Um, you uh, yeah, I want, I've never heard of one, but like I can maybe imagine. Yeah. So you can you can imagine a variety of terms that would describe that event, right? So you can have video played, video play, video played, video started, played video, user clicked, video play. You know, you have oh, a for very, sure, yeah. Right? And so you really can get that, creative with your underscores <laughs> and yeah, suffixes yeah. <laughs> all day and all night. Precisely. So we recommend, you know, following a very specific um, naming convention, making sure that, you know, you stick to not only the the format, um, but also the, you know, the, the verb tense and uh, all of all of those details. Oh, that's so great. Um, as we close out, do you want to impart like three, like three top tricks for a sound implementation? Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Three top things. So I would say, again, you know, first and foremost, and starting to sound like a broken record now. But <laughs> no, definitely. that definitely. just means it's really important. That just means it's yeah. super important. Don't forget. And it's true. So first and foremost, take the time to go through, you know, the planning process and make sure that you focus on really understanding your your business goals, your objectives, defining measurable time-bound KPIs that reflect those business goals, and then create a tracking plan um, off of that. So that's, you know, definitely my number one recommendation. Um, Second would be um again you know just kind of keep it clean um make sure that it's at the right depth um keep a a consistent naming convention because you know this is just going to help you you scale um to to your teams and and make sure that you're you know efficient in that process so Mm -hmm. um one good example i like to give here i was looking the other day and i found some tickets to support because there were well, so the customer thought that there were duplicate events coming in. And then after very quick investigation, we realized that there was an extra space in the wording of one of the events. Oh, so yeah. So it looks like the exact same, but it really is exactly. <laughs> separated by a fraction of a distance. Yes. Precisely. And, and you can imagine, you know, for that person, the customer who submitted that ticket, I assume that they probably took some time troubleshooting on their end as well prior to submitting the ticket. So they Absolutely. went through the process. They spent the time. They were probably, you know, going crazy trying to figure out what happened. And then they submitted to support. They had to wait for a response. And then after they get the response, they figure out what's happening. So they have to go back into the data and clean it up so you can see right all of this time and effort and energy that was spent to resolve something that could have been addressed by taking the time to be diligent and yeah from the very beginning mm-hmm. from the very beginning so that's, oh that's such that a bummer of an oversight <laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing that's so frustrating it is I, yeah. I can't <laughs> and the third um recommendation which um i i would make would be which and i think we haven't really discussed this much um, okay today, but i would say um to make sure that to keep implementation dynamic so mm. essentially oh, we did miss that out. that's so important it's, you're right continue yes. and i mean we we you know as i mentioned we're the first line of support in a post 
sales world, right? So we want to make sure that we're onboarding customers. But the idea is that this is not a one and done type of thing. Um, it's not something that, okay, you did your KPIs, you did your implementation, let's put it in a lock, you know, on a um in a safe under lock and key and it's done <laughs> forever we yeah no recommend that at all so um you definitely want to make sure that you're keeping it dynamic you're updating it you know um alongside with your goals as your um business goals and results come back um business strategies um change and adapt all the time right um and especially now we're seeing you know how um, typically, companies who are agile are, you know, the, the ones who are succeeding in, in adapting and adjusting and, and growing and being successful. So I think the same is true and can be said for an analytic strategy and implementation. So really making sure that it's fluid and dynamic and that as your business um, changes, um, your implementation should change to reflect that as well. For sure. No, that's a beautiful point. Like even like circling all the way back. I know I said that was a jargon and I shouldn't use it, but like driving this back to the hypothetical of the like men and women on your app, like once you, if you set the KPI of 50% growth in men visiting your product mm -hmm. and then you get there, like, great. Now you have to like, you know, like maybe set your goal towards like a maintenance goal or we're maintaining equal number of men and women on the platform or like, I don't know, or, or you have to like maybe dive deeper and say like women are referring friends at a greater rate. Like that's the new KPI for men, you know, like always yeah. iterating, diving in deeper and like constantly seeking um, improvement for your product. Absolutely. And you know, and I said I would keep it to those top three recommendations, but I have one more. Oh, go for I it. Spread the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes number four. <laughs> I definitely think it's a very important one. And okay. <laughs> you know, um, keeping in mind that the human aspect of uh, your team, right? If you think about it, yes, it's a, it's a software. Yes, it's a new tool. Yes, it's data analytics. But who's going to be using this new tool, right? Who's going to be evaluating and analyzing the data and the inputs it's going to be you know a like human, people your team. Yeah. your team your friends and coworkers. coworkers. so um really make sure that you know you take the time to get their their input and their feedback and make sure that they participate in that process um and you know this um goes a lot with change management and, and making sure that you know your team can adopt the new platform and that they have the right resources and training so you know just making sure that um, at the end of the day you remember that there's you know this human side to it as well i think is really important and really helps mitigate some of those issues that you may encounter um, with as i mentioned you know adoption um, and change management um, um, and so forth so I think keeping that in mind um, can be extremely, extremely helpful. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great tip. I think that's a great item to close on. It's just like remembering the humanity of the people you're working with um, and just, yeah, like making sure you're always like working on this, uh, like customer first, like making sure your customers aren't just treated as users and people firing events and that your teammates aren't just people distantly opening dashboards or like you know improving one one small thing on an android app or whatever um 
yeah, no, the the humanity is real. Uh, we need to keep that central to everything. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I learned so much about implementation. We got four four banger tips for doing it the right way. Um, and I hope I hope we have you back on again soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. <laughs> you have a good rest of your day. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks. Bye.